Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the ENS Villa podcast, sponsored by Adoption at Heart. My name's Johnny Drury, um, and as always, I'm joined by Aston Villa correspondent and chief sports writer Matt Mayer to discuss all things that have gone on with Villa over the last week or so and look ahead to, to the weekend's game. But but Matt, only uh, only one place to start on that uh, that 3-3 thriller. Thriller last night, what a game that was. Yeah, exceptional. Uh, really good game. Um, <coughs> but sorry, yeah, personally, the uh, obviously the best, most entertaining game involving Villa this season. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, tremendous performance, some tremendous performances, some not so tremendous performances um, and ultimately a draw which um, I think Stephen Gerrard took as a positive at the end of the game considering Villa ended up down to 10 men uh, for the last what 10 minutes um, but certainly having led 3-1 was a bit disappointing from, from their point of view and hasn't really done them any favours in terms of setting up a uh, strong finish to the season. Yeah, in terms of the sort of the goals, I know obviously Leeds took the lead after nine minutes and then we had that sort of absolute mad flurry. We're, I haven't seen the highlights personally myself. I've seen like the odd, the odd clip, but did, was the game sort of threatening that, Matt? Was there quite a lot of chances or did it just spring out of nowhere? No, it was, yeah, the first half of, the first half was end-to-end. Um, yeah, it was certainly, was uh, you could certainly see that coming, definitely. Um, I mean, Leeds played, you know, over, I think you'd say on the... The balance of the ninety minutes the, the, probably ended up with the right result. Really, um, neither team probably deserved to win it, um, or both made too many mistakes. I think the only thing you'd say from Villa's point of view is the, the second and third goals, particularly the timing of the second goal. You know, pretty much the last kick of the first half. Yeah. Um, you know, were were really poor goals to uh, to concede. Yeah, and I, 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 do, you, do you see it as a as a point gained or a two drop personally, Matt? You know, just considering the p- position they were in, really. Well, I think you've got to say, I think if, you, if you're three one up and you end up drawing three three, I think you've got to look at it as as two dropped. Um, and like I said, the, the goals they conceded were, you know, particularly poor goals to concede. Um, so, um, you know it. Yeah, I think I think you'd probably you'd probably say it was was too dropped. I mean, having said that, you know, as Stephen Gerrard said afterwards, you know, they were in danger of losing the game at the end when they were down to, to down to ten men. Um, you know, and had to you know defend through well not defend all the way through eight minutes of stoppage time, but you know, kind of you would have probably made Leeds the favourite once Villa leads the favourites once Villa went down to ten men. So, yeah, but I think overall, you know. Um, Frustrating for for supporters. Um, great game for the neutrals, you know, kind of enjoyable game to watch. But I think if you're a Villa supporter, then you're kind of a bit disappointed that they they didn't see it through from being three one up. Yeah, it's certainly a thriller for the neutral. Just touching on it, there are, there are a few talking points to to sort of come out of the game. I, I suppose Matt, the main one is um, is young Jacob Ramsey. You know, we all know he's been pulling up trees for Villa and and creating headlines and. Just looking through social media after the game last night, you know, clips and quotes of him talking about Ramsey and England and that. Just sort of sum up how, how good he was for Villa last night. Yeah, he was really good and he's been good for, for a few games now. Well, he's been good for, for most of the season. Um, you know, he's, he's, this is his first proper uh, kind of full season in the in the Premier League. He kind of made his debut uh, in December of last season. Uh, so what we're talking 14 months ago. 
um, and really he's just gone from strength to strength and and you can see now it's now he's now scored four goals in in his last six games he's a joint top scorer um, alongside Ollie Watkins in the in the Premier League and really is just is blossoming into a in, into a fine a fine player and I think last night with both goals you saw the the maturity uh, and kind of the 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 evolution of his game as a as a, as a goal scorer now because he uh, earlier in the season he, he had chances and and perhaps they didn't you know didn't put them away uh, one against Everton at home springs to mind when Villa were rampant and two 0 up and he put it just wide of the post but I think since he scored you know his kind of goal of the season contender at Norwich um, you know he just looks a lot more confident uh, in front of goal. And you know there were two great finishes last night. I mean, the first one particularly impressive because he knows he's got Mateus Klitsch running behind him and very close to him. And you've actually watched the replay and had a great angle on this where we were sat in the press box. He Ramsey actually slows down and composes himself before he hits the finish because he knows, or he's he's, he's smart enough to realise that Klitsch. Klitsch can't do anything because if Ramsey slows yeah. down, if Klitsch go, runs into the back of Ramsey, then it's a penalty and probably I mean, potentially a red card. So Klitsch has to kind of, you know, has, has to run to the side. Klitsch actually ran past Ramsey, was close as the goal of Ramsey when Ramsey hits the shot, if you watch the replay. And it just demonstrates uh, a player who is, um, you know, in, in kind of, you know, he has complete confidence at the moment and, and in what he's doing. Uh, you know, left foot finish for the first goal, right foot finish for the second. Um, yeah, um, he, he's doing really well. And, and who would have who would have guessed, you know, Philip Coutinho signed to Villa and, you know, the, the Coutinho-Ramsey connection. Obviously, um, Coutinho, well, didn't quite set up Ramsey's goal against Man United last month, but it was, you know, he put he put the pressure on Fred into making the mistake and then Ramsey set up Coutinho for his first Villa goal so um, you know there's a there's a burgeoning kind of um, link there so uh, and this was another element of last night's game uh, from the Villa perspective is that you know how, how much of uh, you know how, how much priority do you put on the rest of, of this season I suspect you know that as a team and a club that they will you know they'll, they'll still want to finish in the top half but you know Europe really is going to be a bit of a long shot from here realistically so it's all about setting things up for finishing as strong as they can and setting things up heading into next season and I think you know as much as the result was frustrating last night for Villa supporters I think they got that that glimpse of you know this exciting potential with Coutinho and Ramsey linking up and and um, and what you know what what an exciting uh, future could be in store Absolutely, it seems, as you said, seems to be a blossoming relationship there. You know, with Ramsey, obviously his stock is rising, and people are inevitably going to make that, you know, comparison with with sort of his the person who come before him really in terms of coming out of the Villa Academy in terms of Grealish, who obviously went on and did great things. You know, how do they rank, Matt? In terms of obviously you see them, you've seen both at close quarters quite quite a lot. You know, obviously different players, so different. How, how do they rank in terms of? Do you think that Ramsey can go on and, and potentially be, you know, as good for Villa as Grealish was? That's a big call because yeah. you know Jack Grealish is probably, well, he's up there one of the you know the best players that you know Villa have ever produced, um, and one of the best <clears throat> best players I've seen, you know, kind of play for them 
in the flesh. Um, now Ramsey isn't there yet, but he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, Steven Gerrard last night was was kind of trying to to play it down because he kind of said, you know, look, uh, I know the England level, and you know, it's only going to be a matter of time before you know before people across the all across the country are talking about him, which is a big kind of statement. He then tried to kind of row back on it, but didn't quite <laughs> do it. You know, still kind of you know didn't want to offer up any headlines, but still offered up no. the headlines anyway. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's got he's, he's got huge, uh, you know, he's got huge potential. But you know, can you you know, differences with your, your top players, your very best players like Jack Grealish, they do it week in week out, um, deliver all the time, and, and that is the challenge now. It's a challenge for any young player, but you know, Ramsey, his his rate of development this season has been the most impressive thing from kind of a player who, you know, what kind of player, you know, what kind of player is he? What's his role last season? Even at the start of this season, you know, he's just pushed on and pushed on and, you know, he's been one of the, the shining lights. Yeah, and in terms of obviously, you know, like we mentioned at the sort of earlier in the in the episode, sort of, you and you said there, sort of the England comparisons, I saw someone else mentioning it last night. I suppose... Like Jared says, it is only a matter of time because England have got a manager who who who, who does give youth a chance, I suppose. And and when you yeah, sort of read your head, Conor Gallagher, you know Conor Gallagher's done well for Crystal Palace. He got a call up, I think, in one of the last internationals. You know Ramsey. But it was not surprising if if he did make the next squad, I suppose, would it? If he carries uh, on with his form. Well, who do they? It's it's friendlies next, isn't it? You know they don't have another yeah. competitive game now till the World Cup. So yeah, maybe maybe, but it, it's also worth remembering that. You know, and I don't particularly want to, you know, put the brakes on this, but he only made his under twenty one debut in November, um, and it's also, you know, and this goes for any young player at the moment coming through. Yeah, you know, England are one of the best teams in the world. You know, they've they've reached the semi finals of the last World Cup. You know, they they reached. Um, the European Championship Finals, so you know this is a seriously strong squad, and if you are going to uh, break into it, you've got to be you've got to be seriously good. So you know there's a lot of good players, you know that that, that are on the fringes uh, of it now because you know we, we you know the the, the product the, the, you know the, the the work the FA have done in the last ten to fifteen years is starting to starting to bear fruit, and you know there's a a really strong crop of of young English players at the moment but you know Ramsey's got a shot but you know he's going to have to keep keep you know maintain these kind of performances yeah uh, and yeah he could be a you know a dark horse later this year for for the World Cup you know if he finishes this season strongly and starts strongly next season uh, you would you would certainly see you would certainly see the clamour for that you know um, certainly yeah. But it's a lot. It's still a long way off, you know. I think that was kind of Gerard's point last season. You know, look, he, you know, Ger- Gerard's sent some fairly big compliments Jacob Ramsey's way, um, and I think he's done that because he knows. Having spoken to Ramsey, you know, I, I, mean, I say I've, I interviewed him last month, and you know, he, he's clearly the type of character that can take that on board. Um, you know, you wouldn't say some of the things Gerard said about Ramsey about about other kind of young players for fear of kind of, you know, putting pressure on them or perhaps, you know, 
kind of boosting them up a bit too much. I think Ramos has got his feet firmly on the ground, so I don't see that being an issue. But you know, look, it's 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 tough. You know, there's only what 22, 23 places aren't there in the World Cup squad, so you know, and, and probably seven or eight in midfield. So um, yeah, it's, it's still a big ask, but um, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one to watch. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his doing his chances, no harm. And in terms of. Um Philip Coutinho, I know a lot of Stephen Jarrett's post-match where he talked about Coutinho last night, didn't he, and sort of said there's going to be more, sort of more to come. Um, and that's only, only positive for Villa fans, really, Matt, that there's more to come from a player who's, who's doing OK at the moment since he arrived at Villa Park. Well, yeah, I think he's certainly, uh, you know, the start couldn't have really gone much better for him. Uh, what's he, you know, he's played, I mean, I haven't added it up properly, but he came after, after 78 minutes last night, so he's, he's played what? He's probably played about. He's probably not even played two full games yet. Um, you know, I mean, come off at Everton because he's not quite, you know, not quite there physically. Um, you know, not quite at, at his peak. But you know, in in those 170 minutes, it's uh, two goals, two assists. Um, you know, he's the first player since Carlton Cole to score on their first two Villa Park appearances for Villa. What a fan! That's a great uh, start, that, isn't it? That's so a good one well, for a pub I quiz. I can't, I can't take credit for it, <laughs> but um, as my good colleague, good friend Greg Evans, who uh, who came with that one, but but yeah, so things are going really well, and and you know there was a, a period last night, you know, of about twenty minutes where he really did take the game by the scruff of the neck, and um, you know we got to the point where Amy Buendia, who I thought had a pretty solid game. And has been Villa's best player over the last month, and 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 was missed actually when he went off injured in the second half. You know, Villa did miss Buendia, uh, was almost kind of overshadowed. It was almost unnoticeable because Coutinho was 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 so good. Um, you know, just it's it's and you know, if you want a comparison with Grealish, then Coutinho is probably a uh, a better one uh, because it's it's the weight of. The weight of pass, you know, the one thing you'd say yeah. about, you know, Grealish, you know, you, you knew he would look after the ball, he'd never lose it, you know, he wouldn't give it away cheaply. And it's just, you know, everything. You'd watch those two passes for Ramsey's goal last night and, you know, they're just, he, he's picked them out perfectly. And, you know, there's no, Ramsey doesn't have to break stride on, on either one. And, and the goal was, the goal was really good as well. Um, it just looks simple. But if you if you if you watch it back, you know two touches from from where he took the ball, where the cross because the cross was slightly behind him, um, really really you know, and you can say you know you can comment on the defending and you know that tends to be you know the kind of the culture these days, isn't it? There's always going to be somebody to blame, um, but yeah, it was um, you know really uh, you know really good goal, um, and so it bodes well, you know Villa can. If Villa can get him firing, you know, have they got the balance right as a team at the moment? You'd probably say no. You know, they were too open last night. I mean, Gerard almost kind of, you know, kind of was almost got to the point where he's going to write it off after the game. It's just almost like one of those, yeah. one of those games that you occasionally get, you know, where you know the kind of the football gods take control and you know uh, everybody forgets how to defend and it's just great entertainment. And, and I guess you could probably get away with that, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, you know, there were there were there were obviously you know things for Villa to work on, but there were there were a lot of positives as well. Yeah, and in terms of yeah, interesting, you mentioned 
Buendia there, obviously, you know, saying he's been sort of consistent and probably best performer for, for Villa in recent weeks. You know, we've seen him sort of grab a couple of headlines. Do you think, do you think a player like that, Matt, maybe might have sort of, with Coutinho coming in and being such a star as he is, it might have sort of, Buendia might have gone, right, I've got to raise my game now. It might have sort of taken him up uh, a level, potentially. I think uh, potentially, yeah. Yeah, I think you could certainly, yeah, potentially. Uh, I think you could, uh, you know, it's maybe had that effect. I think he was already kind of, you know, getting better, uh, you know, kind of before then. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, it, it raises everybody. I think it raises uh, everyone's kind of levels. And the important thing with Wendy is, is Gerard has given him his backing really, you know, in terms of, you know, almost came out and said, look, you know, people will have been second guessed really the, uh, the people who, when, when Coutinho came in, you know, kind of wondered what it meant for Buendir and, and kind of said, you know, publicly, look, you know, these guys can play together, you know, Buendir has a huge part to play. Um, you know, he's, so Buendir knows that he's, you know, important to Villa and um, yeah, but, but I think if you can get those two playing together in the kind of the roles they're playing at the moment which is kind of you know kind of both playing as number 10s uh, split wide um, then you know it's uh, it's potentially very exciting Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart your regional adoption agency for the Black Country Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for City of Wolverhampton Council Walsall Council Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sanwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support, and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey, or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or, alternatively, you can call 01902 Being an adoptive parent can be challenging, but it also brings great rewards. If you're interested in finding out more, please contact Adoption at Heart today by visiting adoptionatheart.org.uk. Yeah, and prior to that, you sort of mentioned sort of Villa being open and stuff, and you know, I know a lot of teams. If you score three goals at home, you probably expect to win the game. But you know, only to get to get one point is disappointing. Are there concerns in uh, at the back, um, Matt? Obviously, they've lost lost a, a player now to suspension. Is it a bit of a worry? Could that be a bit of a worry for Jared? As good as they are going forward, you know, got his work cut out sort of at the other end, maybe. Well, they've not been too bad defensively since he came in um, at all. Um, you know, you'd say though that the last. Five, well, you know, the two goals they conceded against Man United at home were, you know, well, one was a, a mistake, you know, from Emmy Martinez, which you're going to see like once every, you know, five or six years, and then an error by Morgan Sanson. Um, you, know, you know, the centre backs last night were at the centre of, 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 of everything really. Um, you know, Toro Mings didn't have his, have his best game, uh, to put it mildly. Um, was kind of in the in the middle of all three goals, kind of conceded. Um, the first goal you'd say was, you know, Mings got dispossessed when really, you know, he should have been more alive to the danger. And it was a good finish by by Dan James. The second and third goals were were disappointing uh, from Villa's perspective. But it, it wasn't only Mings that was kind of at, you know, that was at fault, or perhaps you could say 
could have done better. And, and I think what it highlights really is um, a reminder that, you know, kind of it's, it feels like it's a big few months ahead for, for some of the players, um, you know, in this team, some of the more established players perhaps. Uh, because Villa, you know, look with the signings they've made, with the statements they've made, you know, clearly don't want to just hang around in mid-table. They want to push up and start challenging the, the top six. And, you know, they've got to decide, Stephen Gerrard's going to decide whether, you know, some of these players are good enough to to do that. So, you know, that's why it's it's, it's a big, you know, a big few months, big finish of the season for some players um, and perhaps some players that you uh, wouldn't suspect have been, you know, kind of on shaky ground either. Uh, but, for example, you know, looking back up front, you know, Ollie Watkins has not been in his great, great form of late. Um, and, you know, had he been on his game last night, then Villa would have won the game. They would probably have scored five or six goals because, you know, quite a few times moves broke down because he just wasn't quite up, with, you know, on the same wavelength as... Yeah. As everybody else, and you know, look, they've got Danny Ings on the bench. Um, you know, who can come in, and I think the kind of the message is, you know, is probably out there and clear to the players is, is that if you kind of don't keep matching the levels we want, then we're we're going to replace you. I mean, it, look, you know, kind of Matt Target didn't do a huge amount wrong as at left back, but Villa went out and signed Luca Dean because they thought he was a, a better player, and you know, kind of could push him towards the top six or seven and now Matt Target's out on loan at Newcastle in a relegation battle. So, look, you know, that's, it's a ruthless sport ultimately at the end of the day. So, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, there's a, there's a lot going to, you know, a lot depending on the, these last 16 games and, uh, you yeah. know, players with, with points to prove, certainly. Um, and yeah, not a great, you know, I think Toro Mings has been, you know, Done fairly well since Stephen Gerrard came in, but there have been there have been lapses, and and last night, you know, again, not one of his better performances. But neither was it a particularly good performance from Esri Conza, and neither was it a particularly good performance from Douglas Louise, and that, and that's probably where the, you know the area uh, where where Villa are just kind of a bit short at the moment. Um, Louise is not a natural defensive midfielder, um, and that's where the balance. Um, perhaps in the team just isn't quite right. They haven't got anybody, you know, they haven't got that player disciplined that can sit in front of the back four to keep shape. You know, Louise, when he gets on the ball, he wants to get forward and, you know, it's a bit uh, it's a bit like the charge of the light brigade at times. So, um, you know, there's, that's probably one area they'll be looking. Well, we, we know, you know, Gerard said the other day um, that, that that was one area they were looking to strengthen. Obviously, they had a, an offer turned down for Yves Bissouma, so probably somewhere again where they'll, they'll revisit in the summer. Yeah, interesting. I think the word I've just written down from what you mentioned there was ruthless, you know, and that that's quite interesting. Do you think now, Matt, with, you know, obviously Villa have shown their spending power, I suppose, in the last couple of windows, um, certainly. Um, do you think, you know... With, with that intent now, Villa said, "Look, we're going to we're going to be spending money. We want to build the team. We want to challenge for for whatever position. That that will make Villa more ruthless, probably, won't it? You know, going into into the summer trance window, if they're going to sort of try and sort of improve with another better caliber of player again in them certain positions. Well, I think, yeah, I think undoubtedly, you know, um, look, Stephen Gerrard, you know, has made clear that he hasn't, you know, he's come in because he wants to wants to challenge, you know, and um, that means, you know, 
getting Villa into the top half of the table, getting them competitive against, uh, you know, the elite teams in the league. So, um, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll do whatever whatever it takes within the financial parameters they've got. You can't just keep, you know, spending money endlessly. You can't just keep stockpiling players. But, um, you know, I think if players, turn, you know, if they decide that players just, some players just aren't up to it, then... Um, you know, then, then you know, I think I expect they'll be, they'll be pretty ruthless. Um, and they, you know, um, like I say, you know, it, it, players have got to, got to keep proving that they're they're good enough to, to, uh, to get to, 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 uh, to, to, to be where Villa want to be. Really, um, that's pretty much the bottom line. Yeah, in terms of um, defensively, obviously, Conte was sent off. Uh, last night, obviously he'll miss the weekend. Who who do you envisage sort of coming in alongside Mings, Matt? Well, I think Callum Chambers will will probably come in. Bearing in mind he was brought off the bench last night, um, his right side, you know, I think more seen as the, as the, as the right side is centre back, backup option. So it'd be you know a big opportunity for him, obviously having come in um, to the club uh, at the end of last month. So um, yeah, I think you know. An opportunity for him now to to kind of to stake a place in the team. Steven Gerrard said before the game, you know there'll be opportunities, you know there'll be injuries, suspensions, and if his his message is if you come in and you play well and you keep your place. So you know Ezra Conza last night with a kind of a moment of madness um, has has put his place in jeopardy because if Callum Chambers comes in and you know excels. Then Conza uh, will be on the bench. You know this. This is what what we mean. You know this, this is the. Um, you know this, this is what we're talking about by by being ruthless and and you know kind of having those standards of players having to keep on hitting those levels. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting player sort of Chambers. You know where he's come through. He, I think seventy four games for Arsenal. Over. I think it was. He was there for like. Eight or so years. Yeah, he's always been that player who, who's got like, who's got potential. He's always been rated, but never had a, never had a, a good run really at Arsenal, did he? So you know, it, it is a big opportunity for him, isn't it, Aston Villa? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's what twenty seven. So twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, he's you know, look, he's he want if he wants to play more regularly, which I think, um, you know, he obviously wasn't getting that chance at Arsenal. I think only five five uh, appearances this season. You know. This is Villa. Villa are offering him this this chance. So, um, yeah, Sunday's his first opportunity to. Sunday's his first opportunity to take it. Um, really interesting, you know. Really good, good pickup. I think in terms of um, they were looking to, to kind of find that depth um, in defence, and and you brought in Chambers, a player who perhaps, you know, uh, is used to not playing every week. Um, you know, it's very different. You know, this is the other challenge of Villa now. It's like if you if you bring players in, you know, on on big money, then they've got to be better than the ones you've got. And sometimes those players aren't always that easy to find. So, um, Chambers, I think, quite a shrewd pickup because he can he can play at centre back, right back, um, potentially defensive midfield. He played there for a season, Fulham. So, his versatility should should you know kind of help them out and makes the squad that. Bit stronger, um, but yeah, you know, uh, 
it's all down to him now plays well on Sunday then he'll keep his place yeah as we said big opportunity and just uh, just sort of moving away from from last night looking forward to to the weekend uh, a sort of Sunday trip um, is it, I think yeah Sunday trip isn't it Sunday trip up to, to Newcastle not a Saturday one uh, 2 o'clock kick off at St James's Park on on Sunday um, catching the Magpies with a, on, a, on a bit of form really Matt obviously two wins in the in the last two yeah, so it's not going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a, an easy one well no I mean look they're you know they're in a relegation battle aren't they they're fighting for their lives I watched I watched the game on, on Tuesday night um, and just about stayed awake I mean it was a really really poor <laughs> uh, poor game uh, Kieran Trippio's free kick kind of um, lit up what you know what was otherwise a, a really kind of forgettable 90 minutes um, yeah they're still you know look they've obviously spent you know they, they were the big spenders in January as, as you'd have expected them to be but obviously Matt Target can't play because uh, you know play against his parent club so you know that that weakens them slightly um, but yeah I mean you know Villa um, don't have a great record at St James's Park haven't won there for nearly 20 years so um, Sunday would be probably a good time to uh, a yeah, good time to start, out. but um, but yeah, I mean, look, they, you know, I really think that if if Villa have any serious aspirations of, you know, getting into the top eight this season, of of kind of finishing stronger, breaking down that gap, this is this is another of those games where you, you should be looking to go and win, um, you know, yeah, okay, Newcastle. Newcastle won on uh, on Tuesday, but they didn't look spectacular against what was a you know, pretty ordinary, pretty poor actually Everton team who who were in quite a bit of trouble, and I'm not quite sure they realise how much trouble they're in. Um, but um, but yes, yeah, so um, you know, it, it's kind of one of those where you know I think if a draw wouldn't be a, a terrible result, but you know if you, if you if you really want to, you know, kind of start making up the ground to the likes of Wolves who are what six. Seven, yeah, seven yeah, ahead. Seven, potentially ten tonight. You know, if they turn over Arsenal. You know, if you want to start making up that ground, then um, you know these are the kind of games where you've got to go and got to go and win. Uh, Watford up after that at home. You know, another opportunity. But you know they'll be better under Roy Hodgson. You know than than they were a month ago. Would have been a month ago under Ranieri. You know, he's already got them. Uh, well organised, and they only beat you know they only lost at West Ham by you know considered one goal in two games with the Hodgson. So, so that won't be easy either. Um, so, yeah, you think well, you know the, these are the kind of games where like, if you're serious, if you you, you know if you think, if you think you're a top half team, then you know you should be going and beating the team that currently sit seventeenth in the table. Yeah, and I know when you sent your sent your match report through last night, Matt Villa, we're actually into the top ten, and then. Southampton's uh, Southampton's win at Spurs sort of curtailed that by a by a point. Just looking at the table now, obviously Villa eleventh. A win if if results go their way at the weekend, a win will would take them into into tenth. You know, and you mentioned there about if they've got any ambition of the top eight. Where do you realistically think Villa can can finish it on? You know, best case scenario. You know, from what you've seen, how high do you think they can get come come the end of the season? Probably, probably eighth. I would say. Yeah. Um... You know, um, it'd be interesting to see how Wolves do over the kind of the second half of the season. 
you know, not particularly strong squad in terms of the strength in depth. Very good start in 11. Um, but, um, you know, it's a big few weeks of Wolves, isn't it? You know, but, but, but already, even with what, 16 games to go, seven points is still quite a big gap to overhaul. Um, yeah. So I, I think realistically eight. Look, I don't think they're you know I don't think they're going to finish in ahead of any of the so-called top six. I don't think they're going to overhaul a thirteen-point deficit to West Ham. Um, and you say probably West Ham are you know seventh, sixth slash seventh you know kind of team at the moment, aren't they? So um, yeah, I think I think it's you know the rest of the division is probably a race for race for eighth, of which Wolves have stolen a march on everybody else at the minute. I mean, Villa, you know, look, Leicester didn't spend, uh, Southampton didn't spend, Brighton didn't spend, uh, Wolves didn't spend. So, you know, Villa are the ones who spent the money. They're the ones who've probably got a bit of pressure, you know, a bit of pressure on to actually have a strong finish. So, look, I think if they were to finish eighth, that was the, that was the, the aim at the start of the season. Um, when they started off the season with Dean Smith as manager, obviously. So, you know, that would probably be a, a satisfactory and, Satisfactory finish, I think, but I think top half. Eleventh, they finished eleventh last season. They're eleventh now. If they were to finish ninth, break the fifty-point barrier again, um, then I think you'd probably say, well, yeah, that was a that you know that that was a pretty that was a pretty solid solid effort uh, considering where they were after what eleven games when you know just above the, the relegation zone. I mean, obviously had to. Saka manager and 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 everything that happened last summer, obviously moving on from from Jack Grealish. So, yeah, it's gonna you know I think probably eight is the is, is, is the is the top limit of what is what is achievable. Um, but it's you know it's gonna be you know really interesting to see how things kind of kind of pan out now. Um, and you know they just um, you know it, as I said before, and I think that the feel, general feeling in the club is that it's just all about having a. A strong, stronger finish as possible to build some momentum heading towards kind of the summer, summer window, and then into next season. When I think the aim will be: look, yeah, we want to, uh, we want to go and seriously, you know, give the top six, seven, a bit of a run for the money. Yeah, and no, and you know, I went on there. A win on Sunday would certainly do do that. Just finally, Matt, you're looking forward to your trip to the the northeast. Obviously, I'm guessing you've you haven't seen Villa do very well there over the over the years, considering their uh, their records not great. Do you enjoy your trips to St James's Park? How do they rank against the other grounds? Uh, it's uh, it's all right. I'm not going, so I don't. I'm not. Uh, oh, you're I'm, not, I'm not there. So um, poor research for me there. Poor so, poor podcast so, uh, research. Yeah. Well. So um, so yeah. I mean, look, it's. Um, the last two times I've been there, there haven't been any, any supporters in there, so I think it'll be, it'll be, it's, it's just good, you know, for, for obviously fans to be back, you know, uh, in in grounds in general. I mean, St James's Park is, is usually a very very good, you know, atmosphere, um, and um, it'll be interesting if they can, you know, they're obviously a big story at the moment, aren't they? Whether whether they can, uh, you know, kind of make the jump uh, with with all the money that they've got, but you know, as as, as Villa have shown uh, or are showing it isn't that straightforward as Everton have shown you know you look at the money you know it, it, it's all about how you how you spend it so um, you know for for all the kind of 
uh, talk of, of Newcastle at the moment, you know, of, of Newcastle's potential rather, you know, look at, at the moment, you know, they're, they're a team that have just signed a defender for Brighton, Villa's second choice left back on loan, and they're managed by somebody who got relegated from the Premier League two years ago. So, look, you know, they're, they're, they're some way away from the team that they could potentially be. Um, so it, it's going to be really, you know, I think the, you know, the, obviously the main aim for them this season is just stay up and, you know, then build from there. But since the introduction of financial fair play and and uh, and what have you, you know, it, it, it's, it's harder and harder as, as Wolves, Villa, Leicester to an extent have found out to crack that top six um, because they've just got such a head start on everybody else financially. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully there will be a sort of a three points for Villa on Saturday, you know, and it'll top off a, a cracking week. A, you know, well, not a cracking week, but they got a point. And a, if there's a win on on the on Sunday, then it'll be a, a pretty good return for the week. So there you go. There's uh, Matt's analysis from the week and and preview for the weekend. A safe trip up to St James's Park for all you Villa fans. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for the next ENS Villa podcast.